Welcome to World Building Live. World Building Live is a bi-weekly meetup of the Mastermind Adventures Professional Dungeon Masters, led by Ali Salentic, Master of Lore, Game Designer, and Head Writer. Each series, the team works together to create a full world that can be used as a homebrew setting for any campaign. They invite the audience to join them in that endeavor. Join us live on Monday nights on the Mastermind Adventures Discord server to participate in any of these sessions. The link can be found in the description. Um, so, uh, what do we want to start with? Um, <clears throat> John, you had your uh, your stuff from last time to, to talk about, right? Do you want to talk about yours? Right, right. Uh, I did some broad strokes on the dwarves uh, that I was assigned last time. There are a few, actually like four different geological locations that are significant to the dwarves that's kind of relevant to the map thing. Like as a general personality, the dwarves are a displaced group of folks. They were all living underground or inside of mountains before the cataclysm came, right? And mm -hmm. they've all been forced to adapt to life above ground and it has a sort of a deranging effect on how they behave they become very concerned with their history and their uh their familial ties so like the only dwarven holds that are, have actually survived the whole thing are on four or, or on on peaks of mountains that are above the tree line so we've We've got um, like two cities that are sort of neighboring each other that are different clan holds, but they're two separate cities that are on, on top of mountains and sort of like on the inside of them as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, like uh, most of the dwarves live there, like all of their craftspeople and their religious folks, like their, their, their priests and everything. And dwarves that you see out and about among the other races are the divers, the folks that go down and uh, enter the underground, uh, like on dangerous expeditions and bring things out for, like, if they find anything, like any resources or stuff, they'll go and sell it to other folks. But if they find any of their history or anything about their uh, ancestral ties, they'll, they treat it as a sort of like religious reverence to it and they'll bring it back to one of these cities on the peaks cool. I like that I can dig it yeah anyone else have feedback because I really I like that I, I love dwarves that are like non-standard dwarves I, I uh, like a little twist like that whenever I am homebrewing something I like the uh, the idea of like archaeology and history being like really important to them. Mm -hmm. I've, I've always liked that that kind of like like play. So yeah, they're they're really sensitive I've... about like they say like the elves will tell you a story, dwarves will show you history. Mm. Love that. Oh, that's awesome. Like, there's so many hooks you can do with that too. Like. Uh, I mean, as as Ali can tell you, I'm running a, a plot right now in another game where, like, she has to discover a lost library to find a lost like hospital in order to fix one of her NPCs, and like that's that's right up that kind of alley. And I love plot lines like that. That's that's yeah. I really like that. Yeah, like um, as far as like the the map goes, like what would be significant here? Um, they have 
four places that are super significant to, to them, and they would all be in mountain ranges, okay? There's there's two cities that are almost right next to each other, like Grumun and Urgmun, which are, you know, they're cities that can see each other. Like, there's a line of sight between the two, and there's air travel between the two mountain peaks. Like, mm-hmm. there's one city has, like, balloons or maybe a a gondola that goes up to the other one, like their neighbors. There's another dwarven city that's sort of off by itself um, in another mountain range. It's kind of their uh, religious uh, center. Like they, it's like a city supposedly like blessed by one of their gods, and like they keep all their, like they keep a huge archive of dwarven history there and a lot of their relics and such. And there's one dead city, like we talked about the first session, that was cracked like an egg, like by the uh, by the cataclysm. Yeah, and. It was actually the the place where there was like this enormous undertaking by the dwarves to bore down to the center of the of the planet, and when the place cracked open and exposed like the deep of the of the of the planet to actual sunlight, it awakened something terrible, and the entire city is dead now. Oh. That's awesome. So whatever, hey. we don't know what they woke up, but something uh, now people that go there don't come back. Ooh, adventure location. I'm curious then if as a culture, the um, the dwarves blame themselves for the actual cataclysm, thinking that they might be connected regardless of whether or not they are. They might see it. Uh, they might see it like that, or at least uh, some of them, like some sort of, uh, like some sort of subgroup of their religion or something. Yeah, yeah I can societal atonement. They all have to. They all have to work to get over. Uh, just yeah. a technical question here. Do you guys see me as like always transmitting in Discord for some reason? Were you that one person that was sitting in the stream all day? one person i couldn't click on it without starting the stream no no i mean like right now you see my my icon lighting up am i transmitting to you guys or are you not not hearing anything whenever i stop talking it goes away when you stop talking and we can't and then it comes right back on yeah but you're not getting getting any audio from me no 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 it's not like very okay. or anything. It just looks like you're constantly transmitting. All right. I don't. I want to make no, sure I'm not spamming the channel or anything. But yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna leave it as it is. Awesome. Discord sliders for what the audio picks up can be kind of wonky. So yeah. Okay. Do we want to start filling in some of the major like landmarks at some point? Like yeah. we have dwarves with mountains, but we don't know where the mountains are yet. Yeah, like so let's let's do that. Let's start with mountains. Like, yeah, I'm looking for mountain ranges, ranges for these uh four locations. Yeah. I don't know. Can you guys see my like pointer, like my cursor? Or it's a very faint circle. Yeah, we see it. Okay, okay. At least you can I'm see kind the of, I'm kind of feeling the top left area for mountains. It feels like a mountainous area. Okay. Almost like those yeah. smaller bodies of water there could almost be like mountain lakes yeah yeah there could be multiple ranges you know like you were we're like kind of going along the edges of continental plates yeah whoa zoomed zoomed in yes so like yeah so we'll do like a mountains i'm just putting colors down this is usually how i start 
um, you can do like a kind of arrange this way. Yeah, I like that. So like a pretty, it's a, that's a pretty thick mountain range. Yeah, maybe have it trail off into the sea. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I just love the idea of a sheer mountain right into the ocean. That's going to be yeah. a cool place for some cool scenes. Um, <laughs> I, that's what I was going to mention, yeah. Uh, so if found you found this like comedy sketch where these people were like ad-libbing a song like, on whose line is it anyway? And they were doing a Broadway musical and it was called Mountport and it was about like this, uh, yeah, welcome this to town. Mountport. Yeah, welcome to Mountport. And it was this like town that was where the mountains meet the sea. And their whole first song is like how the mountains go right down to the sea. And how can that be? It's just, it's very funny. Like physically, funny. how can yeah. that, that be? It's, it's a really, it's from very Game Changer, funny. but I'm not here to promote their channel on, on our, on our stuff, but yeah. Yes. Um, it was really funny. That was the point. Yes. Oh, I have to tell someone this. I, I just ran a one shot uh, where uh, the, the uh, it's called the missing tea of Bridgeport, where the town of Bridgeport uh, got their tea stolen from a dragon. Um, and none of my players figured out that it was a pun because the place was supposed to call, be called Bridgeport, but there was a missing T. <laughs> that is amazing. I was, I was so upset at the end. No one, was, no one mentioned it. No one said anything. And I was like, come on, Bridgeport. Uh, uh, and <laughs> the collective brutal. audience just groans. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh. The dad joke lover in me really appreciates that. I've been listening to this podcast called Dungeons and Daddies. Um, it's not That's a BDSM podcast, as they say. Um, but uh, every time, the, all the players are playing dads who are looking for their lost children. And um, every time they make a dad joke, they they get inspiration, but everyone else in the group gets a 1d4 of psychic damage <laughs> because they're groaning so hard. It's very funny. I love it. All right. So mountains there. Where where else do we want to stick some mountains? Do we want to kind of keep them in the same area? Um, or do we want to like... If we like snake it kind of... If we keep like one long mountain range, maybe there's just one tectonic plate that we need to worry about. Or maybe even if it, if it were to go this kind of following the same line it's on between the, neck, the lake it's next to and the smaller one right below it, if we kind of like draw a line almost down towards first big chunk under the next lake there. Like here? Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm feeling yeah. it. Yeah, I can kind of see like there's like this is like one big continental plate over here. You could even almost make it like a bigger Y going off to up and right from where you the, the sharp bend there. Oh yeah, like it's three mountain ranges that are kind of like together. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, we can always add more like single individual mountains. Sure, sure. But that at least gives the landscape a little bit of not covered in trees. Yeah. I'm wondering then if uh, the uh, what where the sun peak would be in that range because I I kind of like it at that confluence of those three. Oh, yeah. Ranges where there's like a volcano in there somewhere. Yeah, treat it oh, like yeah. a ley line. Yeah. Exactly. 
Let me hold on. Let me color that. This uh, with the right color. Be right back. Yeah, where do we, where do we want our burning lakes of fire? Yeah, that's another thing. Um, okay, so yeah, like how big do we want this like this burning lake burn, of burn, fire? Burns the lake of fire. Uh, talking about like the um, like the for for uh, everyday, or are you talking about like just? Literal other burning lakes of fire. No, the literal uh, the lakes big, of fire. The big like forest fire, a wildfire oh. that's like hemmed in. So okay, uh, yeah, nerdy, not... nerdy weather question: Which direction are the prevailing winds? Because if we place it, if it, if they go from west to east, and we put it on the west, then we've got smoke covering a ton of the continent. Yeah, so it would almost make sense to kind of keep that closer to the eastern edge. Yeah. Yeah, that works. That way we're not, it's like, oh, there's trees everywhere, and also everybody's always dying of smoke inhalation. Yes. <laughs> so you want to stay above, at, like, or below the 14th latitude, otherwise you're just going to get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do we want to put it, like, somewhere over here? Like, kind of... Or that, if we're doing west to east, that's the way that the smoke's going to be blowing. Okay, so then over here. Yeah. Make that whole area. This whole area? I Actually, I kind of like that because it's it's kind of hemmed in by, like, these little lakes. Actual bodies of water, yeah. Erase those two. But, this whole area. Little layers. And I'm back. Welcome back. That way, those like tree breaks can kind of be here, and we can almost have it like encroaching more and more as like the years go by, because that's a pretty right. significant chunk of land. Uh, Is this our lake sure, of fire? If you guys have any, if you guys have any input or things you'd like to see, or anybody else, yeah, feel free to pipe up. This is a collaborative world build here, so if you see a cool place for something, so we'll put it in. You know, we're always accepting new concepts as well. Doesn't have to be <laughs> existing stuff. Exactly. Capital F. Not for fire. That's probably the fields of fire, right? Oh yeah, actually that's a that's a much better name for it, actually. Well everybody loves alliteration, so uh you guys are, I'm like telling on myself on how bad my spelling is sometimes. <laughs> uh, what's that lake, uh, if you can move over to the left a little bit when you're done placing that label? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, which one? This. this uh, one? I kind of like that tiny lake to the bottom left of the, yeah, right there. Right there? I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's the one that's like um, choked with salt, like an yeah. inlaying salt sea that's like utterly devoid and like anaerobic yeah. yeah dead sea yeah yeah very imaginative imaginative name 
know, we, we, we spend all this time as world builders trying to come up with fancy, cool names and then just name a sea that nothing can live to the Dead Sea. Yeah, it, it, just, it just came to me somehow. Yeah. Or, or I think it was um, in Ireland or Rome or so, so, something that was owned by the Roman Empire and then the English Empire. And they, they named a river Rear. Uh, not not Rear. They just named it River in their language. Then, oh! Yeah. Oh, uh... And then the Romans were like, what do you call this? And they're just like, uh, River. And I'm like, okay, well, it's uh, River River. Yes. <laughs> so the, the the river literally translates into nowadays like river, river, river because yes. that's how they name things apparently. What if um, instead of the Dead Sea, we name it like after a god of death? That's so it's like like Charon Sea or something like that. Yeah, I didn't actually mean name it the Dead Sea. We have one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's these are also they can be temporary names. The mountain range is just called Mountain Range right now, so. Calling it like well, salt. That, that name has to stick. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, like, what? Like, um, salty boy sea. No. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, now all I can think of is like scrub ocean. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, I was trying to figure out like, like salt flows or something like that but i don't know i do like the idea of calling it like after a god of the dead or like a like a preservation thing or something i don't know sorry guys administrative thing one moment keep talking i could see some sort of um civilization kind of using that sea similarly to how um we collect sea salt nowadays. If you've ever seen how they kind of open up an inlet of water and let it evaporate, then get yeah. into the next pond or the next part to evaporate. I could see that becoming. I don't think there'd be a lot of ways to get salt up from the trees. Yeah. I could uh, see this being like. Probably not, actually. Yeah. Huge, important place. Salt exports are going to be hot commodity all i can think of is that D, D game that got turned into a uh like salt trade sim oh yeah <laughs> they found <laughs> a portal know. to the elemental plane of salt and just like <laughs> kept selling the salt and they basically became like criminals uh it's very good my night hacks right uh i don't remember i know it was an evil game i think like they were all bad people but they basically exploited this like small desert town into being their like salt mine. It was it was very bad, but it was also kind of fun. Okay, well, I'm gonna call it Death God the the Death God Sea, and then we'll like we'll figure out what, who that is. Yeah, yeah we, exactly, we name it that's later. Something we haven't really talked about is like uh, what like religion or anything like that is you know, popular around here, or if there is any, because, I mean, have the gods forsaken them because they are uh, covered in trees now. Do we want to sort out some biomes? Yeah. How this got into... It seems like a natural extension of what we need to do first anyway. Before we can put the civilizations anywhere, it makes sense to know what the land looks like before we do so. Yeah. Okay, so like broad strokes, 
feel like the chaparral area could be by obviously the fields of fire um the rainforest if we could put like toward the middle yeah i mean we're we're putting our equator right in the middle of the continent yeah works for me i think that's a pretty reasonable uh thing to to do all right um, or so. if we if we wanted to put it kind of along the south and kind of have it get colder as we go north otherwise we're going to have two arctic areas so yeah i like uh, the idea of having you know we have our mountain range right we can have it slowly turn into jungle mountains you know going from the frigid north to the the equatorial type stuff yeah i kind of like having the equator in the middle in terms of like um because i i i think one it'll it'll make it more of like a, a fully realized world um and two i think that that's just kind of the the kind of um like vision that works for this place but obviously it can be overruled well it's got to go somewhere uh, i would argue that the equator should be offset a little bit as i kind of view this as a large continent but not like a not like the whole world yeah exactly okay, okay yeah we can do that how about we have the equator kind of nicking the bottom of the mountain range there and going across? That's kind of yeah. where I was thinking. That way we could have this huge, vast jungle expanse down there. That lets us have a whole bunch of different regions and places to kind of check out as we go. Yeah. So, like, jungles to the south to the frozen north oh, trees are coming <laughs> so like that would kind of be the equator yeah it looks good that would go not a great uh So which of our cultures that we've taken up so far holds like the jungle and uh, the equatorial region in like major significance? Like who, who lives there? Capybaras, I imagine, would be uh, ones that are uh, not necessarily important, but definitely a lot of their um, territorial claims would be there, since I believe they're a, a jungle-dwelling... Um... I thought they lived on the Sun Mountain, though. They do, but I imagine it's... Well, if you remember, it's surrounded by, like, jungle area. That's what I, I was... It probably shouldn't do... We probably don't want to put it there, then. Okay. Because um, then, because like that seems to be a little too far away from the. Uh, well, 
the Sun Mountain is already a, like a sort of unnatural concept. We could have it like as a, a lone sort of thing, like off to the side of the mountain range. Like it doesn't have to be part of the mountain range. More like it's it's there, but it's a part of you know it's apart from okay. natural mountain formations. You know. Yeah, you could put it like kind of I don't know how just yell out the the area where you think it might work best. Like, do you want it to be near the equator? Or do you want it to be like north of that? Like, what, um, what kind of? One sec. Uh, I gotta do a quick thing real fast. Okay. All right. Well, while we're waiting for that, anyone else have a like section that they think we want to kind of define the um the rainforest and where that would be. Uh, I'll jump in for a second. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Rainforest near the, near the equator, of course, but like we could have it. Um, it's, we've got to have a bunch of it by the coast, you know, and we need yeah. a, a ton of rivers leading through it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe see in the Southeastern part, uh, you see, you have like a little Mediterranean sea in like up there. Yeah. By the fields of yeah. fire. Um, you can have a whole bunch of rainforest sort of in that thin part where your cursor is now and then have it like, right yeah, just do like a broad brush stroke all the way across oh, and down yeah. to Sorry, the opposite sea. Like that? Yeah, that'll work. Mm -hmm. Do we want to have it brushing up against the mountains? Kind of follow that same lake yeah, like, line. Kind of here. Yeah, I personally like the idea of the mountain range turning from like the frigid thing into like jungle mountains. Yeah, yeah. Me too. You could almost surround the bottom of the uh, the mountain range with it, and that would be. Well, like you can have the flavor of rainforest change from like the coastal region, you know, like the, like the coastal like stereotypical jungle stuff to like the uh the high vegetation you see like uh on mountain ranges and such yeah like yeah. Ju just as thick but like it's it it changes from you know the like the prevalence of like a bunch of brush and stuff to like mm -hmm. big towering things yeah 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 we want to kind of give the sense of the whole landscape exploding so having the jungle kind of being a little bit bigger than its britches kind of sense like maybe yeah, this like wasn't encroaching on the mountains a little bit maybe this wasn't um, where it was always and now it's so i actually um now that i'm, I'm back again sorry about that i had to take yeah. everything um at the the base of the that mountain range i'm wondering actually is where uh if that would be a better place for the sun mountain yeah i think so yeah kind of like that's the kind of bastion of that area <clears throat> We'll treat the the jungle like kudzu. Nobody wants it, but it keeps on getting bigger. <laughs> Where exactly is the peak that's split in two? Yeah. Is, is that part of the mountain range, or is that going to be like another kind of solo? It, it would be in the mountain range. the The dwarves like I've got. 
two cities kind of sort of next to each other, and I've got one city off uh, on its own, and then the the one that's split in two is off on its own as well. But like, okay. all I want is two of them together, and then the others can be apart. I mean, if we have a peak that splits in two, why don't we have it right in the middle of the two? Like, the mountain range kind of splits in two. Yeah. So we could have it right there. Yeah, we could have it have the the split peak like right either either there or slightly off center. Yeah. Also, just real quick, another thing to add, I feel like uh, west of the Death God Sea should be a big desert. Because um, like the one thing I know about geography is that when you have like mountains on the like west side of something, it's usually the east doesn't get a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like it was like a it was a desert, but it was like a more of a rocky desert, and it was just like choked with like cacti and Ooh, yeah, um, like succulent plants that are just like growing out of control. Also, a desert that ends with a big like has a big like uh, sea in it. Like, I think that's really interesting because I'm like, like everything around it is dead. But this is the sea right here, which kind of lends to its name. Yeah. Well, unless we add a mountain range over to the west, doesn't that imply that we have uh, wind patterns coming from the east? Uh, you can have, um, so like mountain, you can, oh, how am I going to say this? Wind can be dry until it comes in, and then once it, like, gets over the mountains or reverted around them, then it can pick up water. Mm -hmm. So that does actually work. Um, that like this can be kind of like a like a deserty area that is okay. um, on the other side of the mountain. It just kind of depends. And like that's not to say that all of the winds are necessarily like coming from the east. They could be yeah, yeah, yeah. you know or the, maybe the we could even if if you know, if we're trying to factor in real life geography too, there might be, you know, a smaller mountain range coming down just to the west of that. Yeah. To kind of be like, okay, so between this area, there's no rain that falls here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The rain falls and the, and the whole ground is so salted. Actually, if you leave that clear. gap there, that would be a mm. good place for that split mountain. Ooh. Like that. That's interesting. I like it. Yeah. It would be a little bit less on the nose than right in the middle of the confluence over there. Yeah. Well, like then that. this way you can have the uh, the double mountain range on the other side of the desert. So, like, it it could have at one point been something else entirely, and then uh, like they could they could see the other mountain like split. But yeah. we're completely helpless to do anything. Yeah, we have to like surround that with mountains. They don't all have to be like impossibly tall, like Himalayan mountains. They can be smaller. Yeah, just but something to, really... to force the air up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Salt gate. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Especially if this is all like a salt flat too. Or uh, or Death's Jaw. Oh. Ooh. If you have to go in there, something's not right. Yeah. Naturally, everyone goes in there for the salt. There is definitely a, like, huge, like, frontier town in the middle of that, like, near the salt lake. 
that is <laughs> yeah. that is like named like something like like a uh, uh, pleasant or like uh, eternal vigilance. Either that, or it's named in the complete opposite direction, where it's just just like your tomb, like <laughs> your death. Kind of makes sense. Like the wildlife won't go near the area very much because of whatever is uh, underneath the. The, uh, beneath Fathom, the the split mountain, the Lost Peak thing, yeah, and then the salt flats take care of the vegetation. Yeah. Plus, I mean, uh, for me, because I'm a huge fan of Tremors, um, <laughs> oh, no. that is a great area to shove purple worms. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Is a label so that we know it's there. Okay. <sighs> so I'm glad I said tremors, and everyone immediately was like, "Yeah, let's do it." But anyway, yeah. <laughs> as really if the, as if the region wasn't hostile enough with that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So, do we want this this whole area to be like the? Do we want this um this rainforest to kind of stretch? over to like the this area over here do we want to kind of break it up with another kind of biome google biomes hmm you're gonna get minecraft biomes <laughs> well um we've got uh, that could be like a savanna um might actually be cool. Yeah. Giant gra giant grasses now that are absolutely Ooh. absolutely yeah. massive. I'm getting a lot of like uh honey I shrunk the kids vibes on that. Yeah. yeah. I'm almost imagining like um like giant like baobab trees. Oh yeah. And like acacias that like are so big that they just shade entire areas like completely that oh, that's cool that yeah. could be where the leonins live yeah uh, pigeonhole them into a savanna but they like the weather exactly yeah they're big fans of naps in that area of the world exactly i get too close to the coast let's see butts up against the mountains do um like as it gets out to the sea we could do like a uh mangrove salt marsh Ooh. i like that too cool i'm batting a thousand today then <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind sense. i hate it <laughs> <laughs> it does make sense in terms of like a um like you, you're gonna have a bunch of uh, things that are um, good with uh, water along the coast uh -huh. because, like, that's gonna kind of be the only thing that can grow on the coast. Yeah, um, marshes and stuff are usually, you know, sea level, or at least the ones that we're familiar with, and like having it right there is good. It will it'll be like a huge change in in vegetation, like. Yeah. The trees are gnarled and and crazy twisted together. Everglades. 
Yeah, that too. Oh, that's definitely where the drow live. <laughs> like primarily is that like that like mangrove uh coastal thing. Yeah, because I could I could totally horrible. see that. Now do they have to speak with an Australian accent in this world or <laughs> Good day. Thank you for your body. We're going to be taking care of this one just by shoving it right into this boy's mouth. He's a good boy. Yeah, I like the idea of drow roaming the uh, the coastal areas in this mangrove swamp, right? Because um, yeah. like they can hold like a stranglehold over like sea trade. You know, like if you want to get mm. to the sea to ship your stuff out, you got to go through us. Yeah. That's right. All I can think of now is instead of swan boats, is moth boats. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what that looks like, but I like it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we've got Savannah and Swamp. We still got to do the northern things like the the taiga and the temperate rainforest and the tundra too. Yeah. Ooh, like an just the enormous uh, pine trees. That must be where the Arakaka yeah. live. Yeah, well, I was actually yeah. just trying to figure out where like the deciduous forest and the coniferous forest would be, like to the north. Um, Those could almost be. I mean, if you think of like if you look at our our planet, the taiga or the boreal forest is like largest biome and like terrestrial biome like on the planet. So that could almost, you could almost have that kind of like coming almost like waves, but like puzzle pieces almost how like one part of it comes down into the other, depending on the geography. Yeah. Kind of like that would, that would be bordering the uh, temperate rainforest, like across the whole Northern part. Mm. You could almost do so that, that lake there, the, middle but next to the smaller the tiny lakes there yes. yeah like you can almost have where that that northern node is like where the base of that meets the bigger part of the lake like all the way across almost is uh the boreal forest with all the, con- the conifers yeah. and then have everything to the south of that brushing up to fields of fire and the mountain ranges and everything the temperate rainforest yeah. oh i like that mm. Okay, so... The new New England. No. I also, well, I was actually just about to say, I really want that bit right above the Fields of Fire to be, like, a almost, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, monocultured birch forest. Um, and I have no explanation as to why, other than I really like the birch tree, but... Birch. <laughs> I'm from New Hampshire, though. I'm, I have to like the birch tree. Yeah. Yeah, part of like the you get it ingrained in you growing up. Yeah, <laughs> Connecticut myself. So yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Would you like some? Yeah, like bordering the forest. the forest. The forest, the mountains. Excuse me. Yeah. I go trying to use words again. Yeah, like I mean, most of these trees have got to like um, mostly cover up the mountain ranges, except for like a few different peaks. You know, there's only a few peaks that stick out from the forest. So, I would also be curious to see what the um, like in character map would look like 
because you know as as we're like developing the world we need to know where like all the actual surface strata are aside from like um just like oh yeah there's the big tree over here but i would love to see like the map that people use for actual navigation in this world because like it's got to be a reference point from like one of like four different locations or something and then you just go like oh yeah i'm 15 degrees to that one 18 degrees to this one 13 degrees to this one i'm right here yeah like um i don't know i, I would just be very interested in seeing what that would look like aside from just a giant paper of green so what, like what's known and what's unknown yeah yeah, yeah. You, you you stay in the treetops until you can see the tallest elm tree yeah and you turn due west you know uh, yeah it's kind of like that little icy areas up at the top. I just got a random ding from something. I heard that tone too. <laughs> Maybe I wonder if that was actually Allie then, but yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I didn't hear anything. Maybe hit us with a couple glacial a glacier fingers like heading off the mountain range into all this as well. Like oh, maybe yeah. down to the edge of the lake. Yeah. These are going to be some polar mountains. Oh, it's a different shade. Yeah. I had my, I had my, I had my color turned way down, so I couldn't even... Yeah. <laughs> it is a slightly different shade. Mind me. So what what kind of so I'm I'm asking this mostly out of curiosity if anybody knows this without me having to to Google it. Um but what are the uh I guess boreal arbors is a good question. What do you mean by that? Like, what are trees that can be found in, like, the far north? Far north is going to be your conifers. Yeah. Um, like the pine trees, um, cedars, things like... Oh, anything I hadn't that would be, yeah. Anything that would be on a Christmas wreath, really. Okay. Hmm. Your balsams, your frasers, um... Furs. Spur oh, trees. Fur. Sorry, I, I sell Christmas trees in the in the in the winter. So oh, I'm like, cool. <laughs> right up my alley. Yeah, we've got to name one of these regions Douglas. <laughs> Amazing. Douglas's last stand. Like, it's just an enormous, enormous Douglas fir tree with like red lights and stuff on it. Oh. <laughs> The, the winter traditions. <laughs> yes. In a world where fur is king, yeah. sin reigns supreme. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to. <laughs> no Santa. Okay. Is he, is he the villain of the beats? Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, one kid wished to have, a, like, the world's biggest Christmas tree. And yeah. everything went off the rails. Mistake, nerd. 
Santa's really just an evil genie in a costume. <laughs> You're welcome. Have you ever met a frost genie before? I'm pretty sure there's like a horror movie about that. Uh, yes, it's called Wishmaster, and it's my all-time favorite horror okay, movie. I mean, like, there's like one where like Santa is actually very evil. Oh yeah, that would be Santa's sleigh. Um, also a great movie. I believe it has Stone Cold Steve Austin as Santa. Uh, it turns out Santa is the devil. Oh no. No, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I it is. I probably would have seen so old Steve Austin and be like, mm, not watching that. <laughs> it is. First off, uh, I recommend it because the entire uh, the entire conceit of the movie focuses around curling. It, curling? it can't curling. top it can't top the Wishmaster taking on the mob though. Oh, like, uh, you're talking movie. about Wishmaster two? Right? Yeah, Wishmaster two. Yeah, that is so good. Um, uh, absolutely that, not appropriate for discussion on this channel some of the scenes in that one but uh yeah ben asked a good question he asked if does, do any of y'all ever role play different biomes plant life differently when people cast speak with plants or something like that that is a that is a great question and i want to say i really want to however i have not been in a game where any of my pcs have been druids <laughs> That's true. To answer that question, I have done different things uh, for different areas of my world whenever I was, uh, because there's a very specific place in, in, in the world where the plant life has essentially been wiped out. Um, and when I had a druid player um, come through and you speak with animals or speak with plants on the plant life there, very different response than when they use it, use it in the normal everyday forest that they were part of. Um, also, a note. So right there, where next to the field of fire, one of the things that I wanted to point out was that area in that section next to the lakes where you're going to have those regenerating um, trees. Yeah. Um, I feel like that... Yeah, I feel like those those two lakes are probably gonna be well, very different. Right? Yeah, they they're probably gonna be used not so much for water, but probably more so for fuel. Mm. Like if you have a bunch of ash and and um natural gases constantly from things burning. I'm guessing that at some point that lake is going to be converted into like a, a fuel pumping station or something well, like that. I mean, like, to be completely honest, well, uh, I was actually about to say there's probably going to be a like dead zone around those lakes because those lakes in particular, if, if those fields of fire are like lava flows, um, it's not really lava; it's burning trees. So, okay, I, I, I kind of picture these whole fields of fire is almost like. The whole area is always burning, but different parts of it kind of die down, and then the trees pop back up again. So it kind of comes in undulating waves of burning. Yeah, it's it's been burning for as long as anybody can remember, and you know the the forest grows as fast as it burns. So what you're telling me is that the fields have been burning since the world's been turning. Uh, I, I, no one said, said that. No one said, said that. Time, everybody, uh, I've got to. I've got to go. Yep. <laughs> a, Why do I do this? It's been a great stream. Everything's canceled. <laughs> so, here's a question. Does that mean that 
the fields of fire are essentially like a sea of fire and they have like currents that can be read and studied or is it completely and utterly random because if it can be read and studied it can be controlled and thus utilized and profited from so on and so forth if it can then that's just an obstacle that needs to be um, creatively um, tackled by by the societies and civilizations. It sounds like a good way to have a, a charlatan group try to be like, yeah, I can get you through the fields of fire, sure. Yeah, I know exactly Sparks, how it works. Sparks oh, it's that... burning in two weeks, and yeah. Uh, two things. One that reminds me of that scene from uh, Six of Crows. Uh, yes. For anybody who's watched that. <laughs> Um, yeah, with with the, uh, the 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 shadow train, yeah. Um, and two, that reminds me of the story about a guy out in like uh, the west coast who um, got hired by the town to make it rain because they had had like the world's longest drought. Um, and uh, basically, the entire town was getting ready to hang him because it had been like two months and there had been no change. Uh, and then the day before he was going to be like hung. Uh, it started raining for weeks and actually flooded the town, if I remember correctly. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, just just little stories like that to, to you know, sprinkle throughout everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I think the another thing to consider for that is it's not just the random burning of the trees. Like, that's where the fire elementals and the fire dragons yeah. and or the red dragons and anything that likes to burn things is going to live in there. So, yeah. As oh, in that case, dangerous enough. I'm wondering if we should call it Fields of Fire or instead Fire Veil. I kind of like the Fields of Fire. Okay. I like the it's idea kind of, of that little isolated area to the north of the Fields of Fire as being like this world's Australia, where things <laughs> things are a little bit weird. <laughs> Everything is trying to kill Everything's you. Oh, kill you. They've yeah, been they've been cut off for a while, and it might have been a penal colony at one time. I, I, I also want to say, uh, with the fields of fire so close, I could see that entire area, like despite the fact it's in an Arctic zone, being like entirely temperate, and like nobody really knows what, like nobody from there really knows why, but like you know, just, yeah, they they haven't out. seen the actual yeah. sun outside of like an, a cloud of ash in quite a, quite a while. Yeah. 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 So they've got these huge currents of warm air blowing over it because yeah. Yes. Because all of the the fire is just generating these these winds. Ooh. Yeah, I like it. I really like that. I'm gonna go. Also, because you know it's Australia, so um, it has to just be weird. Yeah, and spiders everywhere. Weird spiders, yeah. poisonous toads, snakes, Floridians. No. Um... <laughs> Man. Tree well, Floridians <laughs> are, are basically the Rakshasa with alligator heads instead of tigers, right? Yeah. I, I had a I ran a, a Scion game and I had Florida Man as a god. Oh my like god! Modern, it's modern mythology. So, like the modern American pantheon had Florida Man, which was just a big gator man, and he just did like crazy. He was like the trickster of the pantheon because he just did like the absolute wackiest stuff. Yeah, uh, that was terrifying for my character, who had a pathological fear of, of alligators. <laughs> um, because they were, A, she was from Canada, and B, they're apex predators that have not changed in 65 million years. Well, so, dinosaurs. 
Yeah, exactly. It was uh, it was it was terrifying for her. She killed one, and she still holds that as her her crowning achievement thus far. <laughs> um, our friend suplexed one into the pavement, which was also a lot of fun. Yeah. So let's fill in that space there between the the coniferous forest and the deciduous. I almost feel yes. like the the coniferous could just kind of swoop up right where the lettering is there, that little indent, and just swoop yeah. all the way over to the to the sea. Yeah. Then fill yeah. in the bottom half of that with the deciduous. Okay. Kind of that that makes sense for me. And that kind of also tells us where the uh, the altitude is. It's like the whole range is super high, and that lake is also really high. And then it kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, it's still yeah, it's still going to be kind of like a like a um, uh, like mountainous area. And but... I, I I'm thinking I want the Aracocra right around the um, the crook of that lake there. Like, oh, okay. Underneath where your lettering is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, I like that. Seems like a beautiful spot for the eagles to fish. And... Exactly. some more coniferous to the north yeah i was just looking at that and like that's a weird uh not necessarily <laughs> bad but like a very like weird like pattern yeah we can always break up the solid shapes with some kind of aberration like an aberrant forest yeah mm. we still have to figure out where we're gonna put the uh the mushroom forest too uh how about right there yeah, right there yeah that's a nice aberration yeah, there. That? Yeah. Oh, there right there right. yeah we don't have to put it among us. It's just a fungus. Stop. Stop. <laughs> uh, where's my D4? You also, <laughs> also need to place the the withering or the, the bramble forest. So yeah, place for that's that's the bit Oh, that I, I think would like... be really good between the savannah and the tropical, but that's me. I would love to hear what I was going to suggest underneath the... Um, Oh yeah, that's that I think is a better location. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can get there, but it's gonna be a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's good that it's a it's a barrier to something. Yeah. Like nature's trying to help you to stay away from the fields of fire. Yes. Giant demon brambles with spikes that are fourteen feet long. Come down to a single molecule. Oh, point that means itself. that means that the giant centaurs are stuck inside the tropical rainforest. Right, the kaiju centaurs. That's still a thing, or did we nix that? I think I like kaiju centaurs. we're keeping yeah. kaiju centaurs. Okay, okay, good. I I was very worried that we were not keeping that, and that was I felt like both hilarious and also absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I'll I'll pick it up off the cutting room floor if it ends up there. Okay, oh, cool. Thank you. No, Thank you. Good. I feel like the okay. fields, like that whole bramble forest, might be prone to fires itself, given how dry and reedy almost not reedy um well brambles don't necessarily have to be dry brambles are just so yeah they're just i would definitely definitely see like parts of it catch you on fire maybe every other season or something like that they're probably not supposed to 
I know that constantly for sure. I, I just played through Firewatch, the video game, and oh. I've necessarily been I've been thinking about a Fey Wild version of a Firewatch group that like like you know how like the Fey Wild sometimes infects the material plane and weird like weird Fey stuff. Yeah. I was wondering if like maybe that is caused by like not fires but like magical burns that they have to watch out for. Mm. Um and like they, since they don't communicate through like walkie talkies, maybe they have lanterns with color coatings. Because mm. um, I find like color code, like like I I've done some sailing, so I know like the flag code of sailors. Um, and I find like having that kind of codes to communicate to people really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah i I used to know it a lot better. Um, but yeah, uh, I I know what you're talking about. That would be really cool. To that point about color coding things and using things for signaling, a thought: Does the fire ha- field of fire have a consistent um, color? I would think not, um, and I would think that it would probably be like the aurora borealis. As over the years, because of the continued growing of certain trees, like certain trees, we've already said grow into a petrification. So if they petrify, they have certain types of, they essentially become stone, and stone has ore in it, so on and so forth. And when you burn certain chemicals, they turn certain colors. So back to the original question I asked about um, there being a current, you can time the fields of fire based on the color and the seasons, meaning you can time a patch of completely clear walking paths through the fields of fire just by watching how it burns and watching what colors are burning where. And that's how you study the fields of fire currents. I like that. Hmm. Yeah, you could have an entire group of scholars there just cataloging the colors of the flames. Oh, yeah. So that like, really for the goblins to be near the, the fields of fire anyway, so that's <laughs> yeah. Smoke sages trying to divine the future. Ooh, and and like fire mages make pilgrimages there to like learn more about elemental fire. I wonder if there should be a like an exile town, not not Australia, but kind of a place like oh, you're a you all of a sudden find out that your child's a flame sorcerer. Sorry, you can't stay in the forest anymore. That'd be that'd be uh, that'd be sinatergy. <laughs> is is what that would be called. I know that's yeah, technically yeah. like ash uh, stuff, but like, are there synergy, synatology, or mm-hmm. um, cinemancy would be the yeah, only one. This means we could have like necromancers raising dead trees. Oh man! You <laughs> oh boy. Necromancy oh, and fire. Oh, I like that fire actually specifically looks for necromancers, yes. druids, and fire mages. Why? Because we need somebody to get the dead trees up just in case we don't we don't have time to plant any new ones. Yes, That's I love right. it. Oh my god. All, all, all I can think of right now is like somewhere off in the middle of like a forest, there's a bunch of like edgelord uh elves that are just sitting down and they're like 
Are you ready to become one of us? One of the most elite assassins in the world? A part of the Firewatch? Yeah. <laughs> ben has a good point where he... he I, just I, just, I love that. People divining the future from random fire colors reminds him of astronomers listening to Static and Contact, the, the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I mean, valid, except there actually was a pattern in there that... that they were able to pick up, but well, yeah, maybe there no, really no, is a no. pattern here. We don't know. This is all <laughs> it's all conjecture. All right, so it looks like we've got two spots left. We've got Chile over on the west coast, yep, and, and then uh, like Blobby, like... Ohio. The Chile okay. section, I think, actually, sorry, that's that's the Iberian Peninsula down there. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Stacey. Um, you were saying something. Sorry about that. My 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 son was rather loud about that. Sorry. Um, so the Chile section, I think, would be interesting. Have you guys ever heard of rain farming in Brazil, where they take a bunch, yes, where they take a bunch of large nets and what they do is they hang them across um, the trees. And in the canopy to catch a bunch of the fog because they don't have any running water or rivers. Ooh. And there isn't a whole lot of rain. So they have to rely on condensation and using these large, large nets to catch the water. And that's what my mind immediately thought of looking at the long section of land. So my thought process is it obviously doesn't rain a lot but because it's along the coast they do get a lot of condensation and a lot of sea breeze yeah. mm -hmm. so they have instead of it being um a bunch of trees with a lot of canopy um and a lot of leaves on the canopy they've actually stripped their trees of leaves in order to make nets along so it's like this this forest of nets instead of a forest of leaves Alternatively, what if we made that the redwood forest? And you could have the net strung up between those giant trees. Yeah, yeah, because I oh mean, yeah, they grow pretty straight. There aren't a lot of branches that like branch out. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of like area between them that you could kind yeah, of yeah, it's like a coniferous like cloud forest. Mm. It's kind of what I'm seeing. I'm thinking. Okay, I like that. Do we want it to be like this whole area or? Do we want it the to... whole, the whole, all of Chile. Okay, all of Chile. That would actually be really cool because um, this is on the side that has like no freshwater lakes, so that would be a primary water supplier for this entire half of the continent. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, clearly there's dry wind that comes in from the uh, from the the west going east. <laughs> Yeah. If we're thinking of this as like a as a circular uh, world, it could also be because the fields of fire like Ooh, yeah. drag all of that moisture out, like they just evaporate it all out, making the clouds that then go over to this side. And well, I kind of see um, like as it goes over the marsh. Like again, these mangroves are huge, so like that's also another thing that probably sucks all the moisture out too. Is like all of those those um, like very thick trees. So, like there's actually a lot of like still air as you get into like toward the mountain range too yeah and our whole thing is unnatural plant life so 
anything yeah. Yeah. the roots are probably breaking up whatever riverbeds we might have so we probably have oh, very yeah. few huge rivers that supply entire parts of the continent with water anymore you know it's all little streams that die quickly mm-hmm. yeah. um, one of the things i did for a west marches campaign i had i did a, a big um pirate setting for it uh, in an abandoned place anyway um was a breach to the Feywild across the ocean that kept dumping basically supercharged the island kind of in the way that we're doing here so mm-hmm. I wonder if there could be an area where just a ton of this driftwood or areas where people could like harvest smaller lumber that doesn't make it or mm. I don't know if they, I don't know I don't know if that would fit for this but No, that's totally fine. Didn't we float a concept of like a uh, a floating forest uh, that like floated on top of the, like the ocean, like they all were yes. bound up together yeah, with their did. roots? Yeah, we did do that. It could. We could um, we could put that somewhere. In. Yeah, it could yeah. be a resource that people can tap, but it moves. You know, like yeah, one day it's it's over here next to your house, and the other, and like years from now, it's over on somebody else's you know uh, territory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the mention of driftwood, I kind of had this, like, image in my head of, like, um, you know, like, the, the great, like, trash vortex thing, like, in the ocean? I, I know someone mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you could definitely do something with that where, like, all this driftwood is, and people have just started lashing it together to create, like, giant, like, like raft city kind of thing. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, like a big flotilla of people that like to trade along the yeah, coast. Yeah, exactly. I, I know we mentioned that last time as well, but um, I, what if that idea has to the southeast? Like one of the these... islands to the southeast, that could almost be like here's our floating driftwood. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It, it doesn't have Probably to be that, that one all the way in the southeast, yeah. I didn't see that little guy over there. Good call. Yeah, he's just a little guy. The flotilla. <laughs> Love the name. <laughs> right. Uh, the flotilla. Let's see what that can mean. Um, imagine the size of the ships you can make with this wood. <laughs> well, imagine the the strength of the ships you could make with this, because like all of the the wood you would need from like one tree would probably be enough to make like several large trading or warships. So like, um. The, the strength of that, like, just by itself, because it's all, like, one continuous, like, like log would be ridiculous. And we open up, you see that bottom bit of chaparral there between the brambles and the fields of fire? Should Can we open that up to kind of give, like, an inland... Oh, bay? yeah, like, a, a way into, like, the this sort of Mediterranean area? Ah, so you have to, like go between the uh, the fields of fire and the bramble forest to actually get to that all these people oh. in the middle of the mediterranean here Neat oh that's ship. that's definitely like the flaming strait or something because like i bet there are stories about ships that have traveled through there and just caught fire from the embers oh. in the fields of fire yeah well, i'm imagining so if the aarakocra rule the sky who's going to rule the oceans is that the screaming eels, the screaming eels. <laughs> 
I just can't take that seriously. <laughs> Get ready for our, our best fighting brigade. Oh, yeah? Who are they? The Screaming Eagles. <laughs> Wait, is that eagles or eels? I said eels, but we can go with either. Oh, I like eels. I like eels a lot. I also really like the idea that you like are on a ship and you're like, "Hey, what's that like muffled sound?" And you dive into the water and you just hear. Ah! <laughs> well, every every time you pass through, the GM has to say, "You don't die, you know." Ah, somebody gets it. It's yes. Yeah, yeah. You look nervous. I just wanted to let you know, your party makes it. Buttercup jumps over the side and starts swimming. Yes. Uh, uh, where was I? Oh yes, the shrieking <laughs> eels. <laughs> if so, uh, if we have kobolds, I I want to just direct you to this little island over here, or this this peninsula that looks mm-hmm. like a kobold head to me, and I think the kobolds should live there. Oh, absolutely, uh, yes. I, I don't know. If, like I saw that, and I was like, the kobolds have to live there. Like and confirmed. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. I'm gonna put a little... It's a it's a kobold kissing a duck. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought I saw that as a kobold attempting to breathe fire. Oh, that's cute too. Like all of that. Yeah. yeah. A kobold trying to kiss a flaming duck. <laughs> and confirmed. Exactly. Okay. Um. I know I was the one to suggest the burning straight, but now I'm actually wondering if it should be called the steam straight. Because oh, the I can also straight? see... Ooh, yeah, yeah that, I can that see that area. Boiling. Yeah, just like pea utterly fog-ridden. The pea soup London fog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Worse. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So like, so like the north is entirely covered in fog, and the south is all like like reefs and shoals that are hard to navigate so it's pick your poison yeah 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 giant bramble spikes underwater that could yeah oh yeah oh my god do we have naturally occurring sea mines that would tell me yeah. <laughs> uh, i want to have like a i want to have um, a, co- a coven of hags like be in charge of the bramble forest I was thinking yeah. the, the steam straight, sure. but yeah, the, the steaming straight is also good. Um, Sorry, just to get back to what's important. So this kobold and this duck. Um, <laughs> I have a lot to say about this kobold and the duck. Specifically, I think this kobold thought the duck was like a... Dis- like, you know how chickens are descended from... All birds are um, dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, so this duck or maybe geese i don't know i do like geese ducks are also good it, it does give off more duck vibe than geese vibes but this duck uh he thought it was like a descendant of a dragon um so yeah. found it very attractive because of that mm. um and i think i don't know like this is a legend that people tell in this area like no one knows if it, this is a real kobold um or not but like this is a very famous yeah, legend like, in this area. Uh, i also want to say yeah, I also want to say for the record, um, I now can't help but see that as like a really bad pompadour wig, and like the the cobalt is like, oh, I'm gonna look so good with this thing. But anyways, um, oh, it's, is, it's, is cobalt and this duck? Yes, yeah. cobalt and ducks. That's I'm just putting them there. That's what um, Ali, what so, was the name of the duck? Birds aren't real. That's <laughs> true. They're, they're government spy dresses. I'll just, I'll just um, love what was what was the name of 
the uh, ducks that will ruin your day if you attack them. In... Oh, in, in Galarian? Yeah, uh, no, Glorantha. Glorian. Uh, Glorantha. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're just called ducks. They're just the ducks. No, they they have a specific name. They have they they have a name for themselves, but they're all cursed, so they don't like to yeah. use it because they don't consider Humakti. They that's like the follow word. the god of death, but that's not their like that's not their culture name. That's just like yeah. the, they call themselves Humakti because they worship Humakt, the the god of the dead. Yeah, but uh, they're just ducks. Like that's all the people yeah. refer to them as. They're just the ducks. So I'm I'm wondering if we can do something with that, but um. Not sure. Death defying ducks. Love it. Actually, um, that would just be more arrogant. Feathered kobolds. Yeah. Feathered kobolds like is in my is in my brain. Okay. Oh, they, All they the have legends those. could be called ducktails. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm guessing bread features heavily in their diet. Oh uh, no, that's really bad for ducks. It's it's all yeah. However, um, they do have stories about a far-flung future where there are uh, race cars, lasers, and airplanes. Oh. oh. Are we, <laughs> we can just make loaves of bread like duck drugs then. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, yeah. have it, but they love it so much. <laughs> you, uh, you got any more of that, that solid wheat? Hey, hey, buddy, you got any more gluten? <laughs> I got that sourdough so today. Good. We've you got want to buy a biscuit? this area here, and we've got two little islands over here too that we can decide if we want to do something with that. It checks the biomes again on mm -hmm. Google. This is a the goblin can all lives in the transitory areas around the field of fire. Ooh. Yeah. So next to the lakes, right there. They don't live in the forest. They don't live in the field of fire. They live right smack dab in the middle. Love it. Mm. Oh, that's why it's so hard to get in and out of Australia is because roaming packs of murder goblins. <laughs> I don't think they're murder goblins. I can't imagine anyone living over here and like choosing uh, chaos. Uh, you have clearly never seen the indigenous life to Australia. Oh, maybe the goblins are like the 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 guides across the fields of fire. Okay. You know, like they're maybe they're like red goblins, um, mm. and they're like yes, like we know the we know the secret ways through the fields of fire, and uh, like that's that's just how they. Do. All goblin in in based on when I was listening to what I thought was are typically a very highly study and interesting people, but also extremely they they worship sort of pragmatism and practicality. So if it um, when it comes down to um being good, evil, that kind of thing, that's not sort of their thing. It's so, hey, can you be a benefit to us? Are you useful? If you're not useful, if there's nothing that you can give us, then there's no reason for us to do business with you. With you. There's no reason for us to help you. Mm -hmm. um, they sort of have made a name for themselves by being the foremost um, experts on the field of fire, 
both from a magical and pain standpoint and from a practical, like everyday mundane standpoint. How can we utilize fire? How can we utilize the, the waste in the waters and so forth? But they also are I, I like that. Uh, this is a joke, by the way, but their leader could be called uh, Immolation Kant. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh-huh. They are very, very much a people who who can admire someone who who can go through suffering, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. They don't they don't like complaints, and they they're very big on okay, can you suffer in silence? Yeah. Like, that's sort of like one of their, their rituals and one of their social things is like, all right, you've spent the past couple of years studying the, the forest now. Go out there, get us a, a branch and bring it back while it's on fire. Oh, and if you can suffer yeah. in silence while if you can suffer in silence the entire way back, you are now part of the that the reminds me of um, rituals where they like burn themselves. Yeah. To like show how many yeah. times you've survived in the fields. So that reminds yeah, me of the, uh, the Klingon pain stick ritual thing. Yeah, yeah. PNG. I like that. Just as much screaming. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like um, the, the Olympic torchbearer a little bit. It's kind of how I envision it. You, you yeah, kind of run yeah. after it and then you have to run back. You can look in the entire time you run out, you're chaining, but the entire time you come back, it was quiet. Yeah. I love that. So that that space, there's not really a lot of other biomes we could use. So unless we come up with something different and unique, we could just merge the rainforest and the savanna together. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other um, some of the oh. other stuff that we had talked about. Like, what's another like semi-wet biome? Well, if you need to make things bigger, or you can always eat into the mountains because you know most of them are covered with stuff anyway. We only have yeah, a few of them sticking out. Yeah. They're, they're just a higher altitude of uh, tree. Yeah, yeah. These all, these mountain ranges will probably be much thinner. Um, yeah. And have a look like more gaps in the middle for more plants. This is more this is broad strokes, so. Um, so I figure that'll it'll be good enough to at least start like laying down. Um, the important stuff. Anybody have any other cool landmark or like hallmark things from any of their games or any of their media they've seen that might be a cool hot environment or not cool a neat hot environment for this? Mm. The nerds here, we can come up with something. Well, I'd love um, to use Fireport again, but uh... <laughs> one of the things that I think would be interesting is. The down there on the southwestern side, that sort of um, peninsula where the mangroves are. Oh, right. Um, yes, right down there. So, in that sort of lagoon area, one of the things that I think would be interesting is um, since it's mangroves, mangroves grow in shallow water anyway. Um, if because these are much larger trees, you start seeing some of the mangroves further out into the water, and they kind of look like. Um, Karst, um, Karst Mountains. If you've ever seen a Karst Mountain, it's essentially a rock formation just off the coast that is inside of the water. Ooh. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's, instead of it being mountainous, it's 
these ma massive mangroves that are actually in the water away from the shoreline yeah, and they're yeah far enough away that they're sort of like their own little little micro communities in a sense oh i'm picking up like more of that like mid, like full-on florida um everglades like Stacy's bringing all of the Florida inspiration for us. Banjo's playing. Um, since we're also Florida doing here, yeah. <laughs> since we're also doing uh landmarks, um, I'm wondering if at that like southwestern tip of uh, insert Death God's Sea, yes. Um, there's, like I said before, there's definitely a town there. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what the name of that town is, aside from, like, uh, Death's Hold, or, like... There's something pretty and light and airy that totally belies its terrible location in nature, like yes. Primrose Hill, or... <laughs> or... Visions, uh, of, Visions of Lily, is what I see, like... Ooh, yeah, okay. name, like... I'm trying to think of, like, I don't know. Perseverance. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I like Perseverance. Uh, another thing I was going to say is that there is definitely a, I don't want to call it infestation because it's where they live, but lizard folk all over the place in there. Like Ooh, bearded, yeah. bearded dragon lizard folk. Oh, yeah, like yes. lizard folk that evolved to live in like the desert and without yeah. a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could have the Yuan-Ti in there as well. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Like, yeah. That'll rattlesnake and adder <laughs> yeah cool regional variants now we're getting complex yep yep maybe the gnomes like it there too i could see that yeah kind of like nobody wants to come here just leave us alone yeah they'll be up in the mountains looking over the <laughs> exactly. Slowly trying to subtly build a pipe that goes into the salt lake. Yeah. <laughs> so, so some of the things that we had mentioned previous were um, a moving forest on the back of a tortoise, like a huge tortoise, Ooh. or a area that is a walking forest because they're all awakened trees that are like shepherded by the uh, the tree ants in the area. Well, for the types of things, we could probably do well with sort of tracing a route instead of placing a landmark yeah. if they are migratory anyway. I think yeah. it's more so yeah, like the turtle being like a migratory creature. Yeah, like, do we, like, is, like it those are like, is it known what their path is taking in the world? I would think for the, the for the tortoise, yes, but probably not for the living trees. Yeah. Well, for the living trees, I kind of like it on either those two islands down there or that island that looks like a guy who got hit in the head with a brick. This one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that might be interesting to have like an uh, like the island of walking trees. Yeah. That's well, also because like if if you make that island or if you make the and I know I've I've said mangrove a lot, but um, if you make the the walking trees like mangroves, you can kind of describe them as walking like octopodes on land, where they just kind of like slap one of their roots forward and like pull themselves. Ooh, yeah. They can't be away from the water for too long, or they all get all dried out. Yeah. 
um, in terms of like, so it's I don't know. How many I'm sorry. I was gonna say the only time we see a humanoid-sized living tree is when they've traveled for so long because they've dried up. Or the baby trees just start out as normal-sized trees. That's the size of their sapling. So for that. No, I was just saying like. Imagining a tree the size of like a human as like a sapling, I'm imagining the size of the like seed that needs to like plop down for that okay. to be the case. Yeah. That would be huge. Like like you guys ever been hit in the head with an acorn? Oh <laughs> I yeah. I oh, work yeah. under an oak tree, sir. We have an enormous oak tree in the yard. <laughs> so what like acorns the size of those abnormally large beach balls you see at concerts? Oh god. Oh, yeah. I was going to say uh, I was going to say an acorn the size of a VW bug just like falls out of uh, the sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, why we I don't know, go to the surface. So big that you can like build houses in them. Like if nothing I mean, else, definitely like, like yeah. the acorn tops. Probably make um, an excellent food source. Yeah. You can um, eat acorns so... if you boil the potatoes. Yeah, a- acorn pie I heard is really good. Yeah. Hickory nuts and Ooh, deciduous forest for the win. That is absolutely the breadbasket of uh, of the world, I think. Which Everybody is actually uh, another good question, which is, what do they do for farming? Because I assume, like, I know that there's things like fruit trees and things like that. First off, imagine, like, James and the Giant Peach as, like, a, a adventure of, like, we have to get this peach back to like peach home in order to uh uh like feed the town for the next five years. But um Yeah. I imagined them uh creating like artificial terraces, like they would hollow okay. out a particular branch on their giant tree, right? Oh yeah. Fill, okay. fill it with dirt and make it into like a field, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. So they'd have to haul soil up too. from the surface and then do this. Okay. Have a druid make it or something. Okay, yeah. Because, like, I I know you can severely damage a tree by, like, hollowing out certain parts. And, like, I know the trunk, for example, will kill it, but uh, I'm wondering how... Some trees can live live like that, though. If you strip a a deep enough ring around a birch tree, kill a birch tree, they they transport a lot of nutrients through their bark. Mm. Yep. So... I love that we actually have an arbor expert here right now for the tree world we're doing. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's I fine. Apologize. All, all I'm saying is that when we eventually get to the steampunk world, oh, I am going to be so useful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that path for the uh, the turtle. That's the turtle's path, I'm assuming. Yep. Yes. Well, can it be a tortoise? Like, can tortoises, or is that just really shallow water? I imagine that uh, the tortoise is so big that it doesn't really bother it. Okay. Well, I'm I'm like Tom. I'm thinking of the Coral Behemoths from Thirteenth Age. Okay. You know, like there's there's a. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Thirteenth Age. It's one of my favorite systems. It's like a it's a it's a. D it's a D and D clone kind of, but it's got a lot of really cool stuff in it. Uh, but one of the things in their like setting is there's these enormous monsters, like these big like 
kind of pack animal type things that just endlessly walk in a migratory circle around the setting. And they like, they go off the map at one point and then they come back in. And um, one of the things they do is they, they jump off this area called the Kuru Straits and they just like jump off it into the water and like swim across and then get up out of the water and like keep walking. And some people live on them. Um, there's all different ones and they all are at different stages like around the uh their their little like migratory pattern but like i like kind of the idea of like this big enormous creature with like a forest on its back that people have like built cities in that's just like you know walking around this and eventually has to go into the water but it's fine because the shell always stays above water because it's that big yeah everybody that lives there's like oh here we go it's water time yeah, and, like you gotta be careful because it splashes a whole lot. Like you know. Well, you know, you you don't build below the third shell marker yeah. because that all gets flooded in the summer. Exactly. Um, ben, just interrupt for a second. Ben asks, uh, could there be a volcanic beach? He was in Hawaii recently, so that environment's on the mind. Ooh, like a black sand beach. Maybe that could be like on the western coast where the fields of fires ash kind of settles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean that would honestly volcanic ash is really good for growth. We could like reclaim a little bit of actually no, we could reclaim some of like the the lower stuff down here even. Even like the bram maybe the, the beaches of the brambles, like across from it. Ooh, yeah. that, like that northern area there could be the uh, the tropical paradise, or maybe one of those little peninsulas to the to the west of that tip, or on the western edge of that tip. Yeah. Maybe that's there's like some yeah, like right around here, some settlement or something. I don't, I can't really see your marker anymore. It's very oh, faint. Okay. <laughs> it might just it might just be me though. Uh no, I I lost it too. It's there. I've got the whole thing maximized. It's there. It's just faint because it's very faint. Yeah. The slightest bit of lag, it just skips around and disappears. I see it now. Yeah, some I think some of the uh some of the the settings that I'm on tend to it tends to disappear because it doesn't have like a a good cursor for it. But um, I'm thinking for the mushroom flats, how we have the tortoise walking right through there, and we were talking about the turtle race being in there. Yes, I feel like that is that would be like the biggest coming of not coming of age, but like a festival of the weird. Oh yeah! Oh, imagine like having to climb onto the tortoise and like travel on it the whole way until you come back, and like now you're considered like an adult because you've seen like what the tortoise has seen sure and there could be it could honestly like pick up hitchhikers all along that route maybe that oh, yeah or monsters like maybe there's some dire leeches that fall on it in the rainforest and you're trying to fight them off as you go around on the thing yeah yeah, yeah it's it's a force maybe of nature equal parts like destructive and helpful you know yeah i mean it, it probably brings mushrooms into the deciduous forest yeah could be either a hindrance or a food source. Mm. Um, I like that. That's cool. Maybe that's it. Maybe it walking through there and kicking up the the rich sands at the bottom is what gave us our volcanic sands. Yeah, Sorry, I'm gonna add more of them in a minute. The area where oh, good, good call there, Mister Ben is not a bot. 
Yes. I like that. I'm trying to. I've got. I've got it open on my uh, Discord open on my phone, so I can kind of keep track on that. So, <laughs> if anybody wants to put comments on this uh, category, I've got my eyes on it. Yeah. And if anybody wants to speak, we can give them a temporary uh, role for that, right, Love? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, Absolutely. The role, and that should yeah. allow people to uh, to talk. Hopefully, I didn't test it out, but. Well, I assume I assume we all have it, so it seems to be working. Uh, well, just people, I jams and and admin people can talk in the channel. Oh, well. okay. Um, okay. The so, leaps need to have so special permissions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that that last bit down there is bugging me. What this this uh, bit right here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because those those bear islands over at the east are bugging me. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Uh well, um hmm. Savannah hugs the mountains and the rainforest goes south or rainforest hugs the mountains and Savannah south east. Uh I think the rainforest would hug the mountains because that's yeah. where a lot of the rainfall is going to come as the the clouds get pushed higher. Groovy. it's amazing how much you kind of need to well not need to but like how how much you kind of uh learn about like general meteorological like symptoms how how they interact with geography yeah well while being a gm it's it's really funny this is this is intriguing this is definitely one of the more in-depth projects i've i've done in terms of Usually, I, I I get all my biomes and stuff generated when I get the map generated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having the blank slate is really really fun to work with here. Can we have the savanna actually cut down and over a little bit to follow the mangrove just a little bit more? Like that? Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Because cool. right. again, I, I picture the winds coming from the west and then drying out and then picking up the humidity from the uh, the the mountains yeah. and bringing it down. You can even so. put like a small mountain range, like a lot, like just some hills, to like to do stuff. Yeah. You know, you could do something like that. Cool too. Um, and we're getting close to our two-hour mark here. I was say, yeah. We'll, well, in that case, should we just fill in those last two islands? Well, let's let, let's see if our uh, if our esteemed guests have any uh, ideas that they want to put yeah. in there for them. Yeah, what's your favorite biome and or tree? I guess first off, <laughs> uh, what's something? What give give us something that you've always wanted to build or always wanted to yeah. play a game? And let's mm -hmm. let's let's make those two islands uh, listeners' choice. Put it up in world build general. Yeah. Honestly, this has been such a great, like, so great having this this larger size audience. Mm. Yeah. Um, we, we we had, what, five people in the first one, and now we've more than doubled that, so. I know, it's awesome. Yeah, well, I think Ben is, ben is helping us out because he, he did post this on Twitter, so thank you, Ben. I oh, like, thanks, ben. I like having the brain trust here. 
Like yeah. not having to do it on my own. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, that's what I always think. Like it, everyone is so much more creative when you're in a group and you have like everyone throwing out different ideas. Cause like no one sees the world the same way. And it's just so great to be able to like, like a, talk with like a full-time sounding board. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, like I will admit like, like rainfall and like weather patterns or things and things like that, like really kind of interest me. But like, once you get into like plate tectonics, I kind of check out. So yeah, I've done the tectonics once. I know um, you. Have. I, I My dwarves be the, very um... upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys um, have ever uh, played with the um, the World Builders Guidebook for like Second Edition D anD. d It's like a it's a pretty old like book, but it's extremely like complex and detailed. Yeah. So like you can they basically have you start by like filling out plate tectonics and like figuring out where you want to put things. And then you do like wind and water currents. You do, um, uh, you like place mountains and, and fault lines and canyons. And like it go, it just, you end up with this like extremely detailed world where you just know where everything is. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. So Ben's uh, advice here, cave. he wants a scary cave. Yeah. I like that. I like it too. Yeah, I kind of like that because um, let me get really close. Um, because Soul like island style. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> Wait, uh, what's Peter, that? Peter, Peter Pan. Skull Island. Oh yeah. Or... I I was thinking like um. I think that was King Kong. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah you're right. King Kong was King Skull King Island. Kong. I think it was. Just, well, Peter Pan did have a. Like, I think he had Skull Rock it? or something like that. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, I think it was Skull Rock. But uh, I, I kind of like the idea, too, of, like, the cave going, like, underwater and having this kind of, um, like, uh, uh, dripping and, like, like claustrophobic but wet feel to it, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. You, oh, also, you can do the, the things like poisonous sea snakes and, and things like that. Mm. Um, yeah, all like the Lola like... cats could be just mm-hmm. exiled there because they're weird and gross. Yes. They are weird. I, I feel gross. seen. Where <laughs> <laughs> like the Koatoa live. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You could definitely do like a like a subterranean, uh subnautical, like swamp cave. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. Like that. And maybe there's like a um, bramble bridge that shows up on on like low tide. You have to cross the yeah. bramble bridge to get to the, the islands. Where's the uh, the kelp forest? Oh yeah, we haven't yeah. done that either. Uh, well, I was thinking actually right where you have the the camera. Right, well, you just moved it, but oh, okay. um, do you yeah, see that kind of like like inland lake just to the like where the the um, the equator just touches? Uh, this. Yeah, but the the part over to the right a little bit more. Well, actually, I meant I meant exactly where where Ali is right there. Okay, because like that's kind of like self contained. I could see that as like a not a not a vernal pool, but like a like a tide pool where like the tide comes uh, in and it like oh. fills yeah. back up, and then like as it comes out, like all the kelp kind of comes up and, and could be all kind of like octopusy and alive. Ooh yeah, barnacles the size of <laughs> uh, astrodomes. Yeah. I like that, and that kind of like then then the regions surrounding that could be 
been more of a kelp forest. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. That's also the um the the ash uh beaches, right? Yeah. That's the black sand beaches. So I wonder if uh I wonder if that would be like black kelp grove or something as far as the like because like if, if you think about it like I could see the entirety of like the plant life in there being like that that like dark green that like borders on black. Yeah. And uh like everything is is kind of uh well, for for fear of using a a like squicky term here, like an undulating um, mass when the when the water kind of gets pulled away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it comes pre-seasoned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, unfortunately, guys, I'm going to have to get going. Yes, it's just about time for us to all get going. I think. Yeah. I'm just gonna so... So what about uh what should we come back with for next session in two weeks? Oh geez, I don't know. Um, uh, well, we wanted to focus on religion, right? So should we all come up with like a like a god? Or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay. Relate to okay, some so of our different like and yeah. yeah. Relating probably I mean we don't have to have we can probably all come up with like one general one and then maybe like one that's important for our like the races that we talked about. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah, we're all like going to come up with something and mash them together, and it'll be weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's the only pantheon that has eighteen sun gods. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to head out. Thank you all for right. everybody. Thank you everybody for joining us. And yes. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to next session. Yeah. I'm excited. And as uh, as a reminder, that's two weeks, right? Like same bat yeah. time. Same bat time, same bat channel, probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay, thank you guys all for joining us. This has been World Building Live. Um, next week, we're going to do religion and uh, probably place some more races on the uh, the map. I'm going to some of it at least filled out with uh, like assets to make it look fancy. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for joining us. This is awesome. And thank you everyone who contributed as well.